Hello everyone, this is Julian Martinez, and for this segment of Pursuing Fulfillment, I'm going to talk about my weird exploration of emotional intelligence. So recently I've become really aware about how my weaknesses, my fragile ego and insecurities, not only influenced the way that I thought and behaved, but also convinced myself of false things in order to further protect and reinforce those weaknesses. So in the following text, I will open up about how these rationalizations led me to make decisions that are against my goals and interests, how I've been working on resisting these thought patterns, and I'll also provide some examples from my life about how I was acting emotionally unintelligent. I really believe I started getting more emotionally intelligent when I started connecting the dots behind things that I rationalized, and where they actually came from. And I think that previous example about not approaching uh, girls is a great example of this, right? So I convinced myself the overarching rationalization I had at the very end was right now is not the right time. Even though I'm sure deep down on some level I was aware that if you don't do it at some point, it's never going to happen. But the point being, I connected it with that emotion fear, right? Fear motivated that train of thought. And that came from, again, a fragile ego, fear of embarrassment. And oftentimes now, I notice that even with other things, when people give me advice that I didn't like, very often, I would get self-defensive and rationalize something like, hey, you know what? Fuck that guy. He's an asshole for this, 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 and this reason, instead of realizing that that thought pattern emerged out of an insecurity of mine. And the way I got good at identifying this was through meditation. So the point of meditation is to observe your consciousness to learn from it. You're supposed to observe your thoughts. And one big revelation that everyone makes is that it's actually really hard to control your thoughts. So you might be thinking of what I first was thinking when I heard about meditation. This is a bunch of hippie talk especially about all that stuff of like, oh, observing your consciousness, eh, right? And, um, but anyway, I originally got into it because I heard that it helped reduce stress and it had some other scientifically backed benefits. I didn't give the consciousness talk any mind, but in order to help make you a believer right now, because I think this is essential in having you buy the, the couple things that I'm going to talk about in a bit, I want you to, to do a little exercise with me. So for about one minute, we're going to do like a little mini meditation, wherever you are, sit down for one minute and only try to focus exclusively on the sensations of air going in and out of your body and of your chest expanding and falling. So only the sensations, the feelings, and try to do this continuously for one minute without letting any other train of thought pop into your head. So again, the main point, not only to think about those things, but nothing else, no, not what you're doing after this, after hearing this audio, not what you're doing this weekend, what makes you angry, exclusively the sensation of air coming in and out. So now I'm going to, you know, pause this and try that little exercise out. All right, if you did it, I would be surprised if you could spend 10 whole seconds without 
some other thoughts popping into your head. And the very interesting thing about this is that these thoughts are literally against your will. Your, are, your will wants to only focus on the feelings and sensations of air coming in and out. However, these other things are just popping into your head. And I think that this has big implications. So here are the bigger implications of the fact that you can't always control what pops into your head. So I started after I recognized that, I started getting interested and started connecting the dots backward. And I noticed that very often that negative moods and negative trains of thoughts, or more so a negative mood, would activate a thought pattern that wasn't even just a negative thought, but a thought that justified whatever emotion I was feeling. If I felt embarrassed, it, it said, instead of being like, hey, you shouldn't feel embarrassed, the train of thought was like, oh, these are bad people. Not necessarily that extreme always, but you know what I mean. There's some sort of justifying where it's like, oh, this guy gave me advice. I didn't like that advice. Fuck this guy. He thinks he's better than me. There's some sort of rationalization that justifies the the mood you're experiencing. So after I took the dot a step further back, so the train of thought was influenced by a negative mood. And what was the negative mood influenced by? And I realized that it was a lot of influenced by character flaws within myself. For instance, a very fragile ego or different types of insecurities. And then again, it was very trippy to think that these random thoughts came in and it justified, protected those insecurities. And I'm going to go back into the asking for advice example, because very often I would ask for advice on different things. I'll hear something maybe I didn't like or that triggered one of these insecurities. And then again, what was the rationalization that would pop out? Fuck this guy. He thinks he's better than me. And uh, most of the time, even deep down, I know that there's not ill intent by that other person. But again, that fragile ego would activate that rationalization. I know now that the, that the majority of advice I get is definitely not coming from a malicious place. And even if it was, I shouldn't let these trains of thought take over my mood and how I'm doing because all that's because that's still motivated by that same insecurity. So I recognize when I've created these rationalizations within myself that they have hurt the quality of my relationships. A lot of times I can be a lot shorter with people. I'm less patient. I get irritated very easily with them. And I know I'm not being a good friend when I'm catering to these weaknesses. And to my friends that are listening to this, I know I'm an asshole for this one. But all I can say is, I'm sorry, guys. And I'm working on it. The bright side of all this is that being aware of this helps point me in a better direction. Many times now I notice these rationalizations occurring and I can stop them in their tracks now, which I'm very happy about. And now I'm just working on correcting the mood and emotions that encourage these thoughts. And those are a little harder to stop. I'm probably about successful at stopping the irrational emotions about 50% of the time. But I'm very confident that I'll be better at this in the future, especially being that I'm very aware at this point of how much it's against my interest to needlessly give in to this shit. 
So at this moment, if you're thinking, oh shit, Julian's going through something, I definitely don't want you to think that. I've been really happy at analyzing myself and I'm very optimistic about the future and I think making the realizations that I've made will only help me get closer to truths that further make it easier for me to to live a very fulfilling life and and hopefully contribute to the fulfillment of the lives of people I love and care about and and also that these questions have helped me dive deeper and one of the next kind of crazy questions that I want to ask myself is where did this where did these insecurities and this fragile ego come from? I think if I look back at my life and, and look at the different life events that and the choices I made that led to this situation, it will only give me more valuable insights which I can then use to you know, take it to the next level, to be the same animal but a different beast. And, and another thing that's really, that's really cool about this is that as I've started analyzing myself, I felt way more certain and confident about the things I've done. And this has felt really great for me because for a long time, I was very existential and uncertain about all sorts of choices that I would make. And I think a lot of it was because, again, I didn't realize that I was making these false rationalizations that were guided by my weaknesses. And and now that I feel more confident with the choices I make because they're more guided by my values, it's in a weird way, it's become more easier to accept whatever consequences come about the choices I make. So instead of thinking like this happened, like, oh, why didn't, why didn't it work out the way I wanted to work? Now I can say like, well, you know, maybe the world didn't work out that way, but I know why I made that choice. And if I can go back, I'll make it again. I think that is very beautiful. So that's the end of this segment. Thank you very much for listening. Follow me on Instagram, like my stuff, Sign up uh, for the mailing list, and I'll see you next time.